Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. And today on Chatting with Nat, we have the honor of having singer, songwriter, and pop artist Marissa Hernandez. Marissa is an artist from Houston, Texas, who is bringing back the classics into her hits of today, pulling inspiration and drawing influence from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 90s. You are sure to get taken back to these nostalgic and iconic eras in music as she has paved the way for Latina artists on the top 40 by crossing genres and culture. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Marissa. How are you? Hi, Nat. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm still alive in this crazy world of ours. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I'm, I made so it. Funny. Yes, I made you it. made it another day. Yeah. made it another day. I mean, I say this because every time you turn on the TV, radio, internet, whatever the case may be, there's always something. So you know what? You have to be proud that you made it. To see another day, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I know, absolutely. So, how have you been these past um, three years? Now, we've been through again several pandemics, several COVID, several different versions of things, tsunamis. We've been through cicadas. We've been through um, uh, different viruses trying to make a comeback. We've been through a lot. So, how did you how did you handle everything? How have you handled everything for the past three years? Honestly, it's been a lot. I feel like mm. that's everyone's answer. You know, like it's been a lot. Right. Um, and I feel like we also lost a lot of time because of all of that. And it feels like we're trying to make that up now. Um, it was such a a weird time, not just in music, but also I think in everyone's just like day-to-day life. It was so unexpected and everything just kind of came to a halt. So I think we did our best. Um, I, I kind of work well under stress, so it wasn't terrible. I think I did well under the stress that was put on myself, but we came out better because of it. Um, right. And I feel like especially the, the last year really set me up for this one. So I'm not mad at it. Everything is a journey. Just got to take it one day at a time. Amen to that. Now, during the time that we were all locked up, <laughs> locked up in the lockdown, um, did you take time to self-reflect? Because what I found is that a lot of people took the time to self-reflect. I mean, you're, you're not doing anything. Some people are working from home. Some people didn't have their jobs anymore. And so it's, a lot of people decided, you know, they changed their jobs. A lot of people quit their jobs. I read a lot of articles on this. They decided that um, they wanted to do something more in line with their passion. Um, they know that they have to eat. They need clothes on their back. They need a roof over their head. But they decided that they needed to do something that made them happy. That's one of the things, the major things that came out. So during this time, was there anything about your music 
your branding, your genre, whatever, did you want to change anything or did you decide that you knew, you know who you are as an artist? I've always known who I was as, as an artist, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. That was never something that I had to go looking for just because of what I grew up on listening to. Um, right. That was just kind of instilled in me. I, I've always had like a clear vision. Um, And then when COVID happened, I had actually just moved out to LA. So that was moved, you know, I was like going all in and then COVID happened. Um, It was such a crazy time and my dad actually got sick. So I ended up coming home and that was before everyone even knew what COVID was. They didn't know what he had. It was crazy. Um, And yeah, you wouldn't, I didn't tell anybody really. You wouldn't have known unless you were like close with us. Right. Um, unless you're, like, you know, one of the prayer warriors during that time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was a huge pivot for, I think, myself and my career, just because, for me, family is always going to come first, and it wasn't, like, right. a second thought. It was just, like, you know, let's just get home. Let's take care right. of this. Um, it was super hard, and all of us didn't see that coming, you know. And right. uh, I can't imagine all the all of the families that didn't make it out on the mm-hmm. positive side. Um, like, thank God, like he's still here. Thank God he made it out of the hospital. Thank God he's still alive. And I'm right. just glad I was here to help him and get him through one of the hardest times I think in all of our lives. But mm-hmm. I feel for all those people that didn't make it out on the other side because it was real. It was a real yeah. thing that so many people went through. So many people are still you know, recovering from whether that's, you know, in their family life or financially or um, mentally, you know, all all the different aspects that come with it. So I think that was like the biggest pivot in my life because it was just like I had gone out there for (laughs) with a mission and a purpose. But sometimes, you know, God takes you back. Um, Right. I don't think for, for, you know, necessarily a bad reason. Uh, Usually the setback is a set up. So, that's how I kind of saw it. I came home for a purpose and, um, and then I got right back up like six months later and I got myself back out to LA. So yeah, COVID was crazy, but everything happens for a reason. I do believe in that. I do. I had COVID four times and I had it the first round and it was like the worst thing ever. Um, so I completely get it. Um, it, it definitely affected my life. Um, so how did you get into the music industry? Did, it, was it like you came out of the womb and you were like, oh, this is my thing? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, or was it something that you heard, you saw, and you're like, okay, I'm Marissa and I'm going to do my thing? No, I mean, like, is that so funny to say I came out of the womb like that? But I feel like I did. I was, mm-hmm. I did. I really did. Um, I have been singing since I was very little. Um, it sounds crazy to say, like, three, you know, but I think I right. did my first talent show at age five in kindergarten and then I didn't take it seriously until age nine when I did my biggest performance out here in Houston in a little place called Old Town Spring with a a dance studio and that was my first big performance with like all my family and friends there and I sang I still remember the song I sang Christina Aguilera's Christmas Time because it was Christmas Time and um, I just remember like, I remember knowing, like, I don't want to do anything else. Like, this is this is for right. me. I don't want to do anything else. And uh, that was the first time my dad had heard me sing, too. So 
I remember getting off the stage and him being like, you can sing. And I was like, I know. <laughs> 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 Which, like, I've never, ever changed. That has always been my answer. Like, you can ask my friends. Like, that's usually my go-to answer is, I know. Um, and he's like, no, really? Like, you can sing. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to <laughs> do this? And I was like, and I knew what he meant by that. I knew it was like a serious question, you know, like, do you want to do this with your life kind of thing? And I just remember being like, yeah, I do. And I never looked back. I knew that's what I wanted to do. They've, I've been super blessed with their support every step of the way. Um, I know that some people don't have that. And I'm just really grateful that they also saw the gift and the vision and have supported it since day one. Awesome. What is your ultimate goal with your music? Like, you know, I, I watch a lot of people, musicians, artists um, come out with stuff. And I know some people want fame. You know, some people want to make a difference. Some people just want to bring joy to somebody's life. So what is your ultimate goal with your music? Yeah, the ultimate goal is honestly to be the positive role model that I did not have growing up in the industry. Um I might have had a few that I didn't have anyone that looked like me, that mm. sounded like me, that was the genre that I was in, that stood for what I believed in, that had like the same mindset, morals, values, all those things that I think people have forgotten about. And I just, I really want to see that in the industry. And I want someone like me to be on the top 40 as a household name. And I intend for that person to be me. I want someone who truly supports a beautiful soul versus mm-hmm. this aesthetic of I mean the world itself is so plastic it's so yes. plastic right now and if we can get back to just being authentic and leading with our hearts and helping other women understand that you need to choose yourself first love yourself first and what? know that a beautiful soul is worth so much more than what the world is telling you like, I want to make sure that I, I'm using that platform for good. Awesome. I love that. So, you know, during the pandemic, I watched a lot of TikTok. I actually, t- they had this thing called TikTok University, Cap University. And one of the things they said was that the videos that do the best on TikTok are the ones where people are being authentic. And it's because mm-hmm. of the fact that when people are looking at that, they say, oh, that reminds me of myself. Or they can say, you know, I can do this too. It's relatable. Right. It's relatable right. to the, the the viewer. And they're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this this artist or this situation gets me. Even when, when people are, you know, they could just sit there on the TikTok and cry. People can relate yeah. to that about their situation. Yeah. Um, I agree with you 100%. We need to get to a place where things are, you know, authentic because the world is very much, very much plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look, it is, it is, and yeah, it uh, but is. I, I think the problem with our our world is that uh, authenticity. Um, people people want to make people fearful of being authentic. You know, uh, right. in our world, people think, oh, you have to go along with everything else rather than being yourself. I always tell artists, you know. They always care about what people think. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I've gone to conferences, people are asking, well, I don't want you to give me something that, let's say you're trying to write for Rihanna or somebody like that. They say, I want to hear something mm-hmm. different. 
something that this person hasn't done to bring to the plate. And, you know, a lot of people will always be like, oh, my God, I don't think they'll like it. Uh, but you yeah. have to go. You have to go for it. Because a, yeah. a lot of the times, 99.9% of the time, they want to hear something different because it's the same yeah. repetitive thing uh-huh. over and over and over again. Yeah, everyone's piggybacking off of, you know, each other. Right. And that's that's not the point. Like, the point is to bring your vision and what that's you right. hear. And, you know, that's what sets you apart. And you got to stick with it. Amen. You definitely have to uh-huh. stick with it. Um, what do you love most about being an artist? Uh, I think just being able to express myself through music. So that's definitely, like, it's very hard for me to be vulnerable. (laughs) Um, And I think, so, like, it's hard for me to maybe, like, express certain things or I might Mm. say something the wrong way or, um, and I think I find... Like, I might not be able to tell you how I feel, but I can write you a song about it. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, I might accidentally say the wrong thing, but I could definitely write you a song about it. Like, I I definitely choose to write from experience. And even though that's super vulnerable to, you know, open up and write like that, um, Mm -hmm. I know that if it can help someone else who's going through it, and has a similar experience, then it's worth the vulnerability. I agree 100%. Now, let's talk about your song Sunday. What What is that about? Yes. So that was actually never meant for release. I wrote it for myself okay. um, during just a time where things I felt like were kind of falling apart. But now looking back, God was putting them together, which I think that happens for a lot of us. But at the time that there were things were falling apart and I wrote this song for myself just because I needed, I needed to feel inspired. I needed to a pick me up and I needed to remember who I was. And after I finished like the demo, I started listening to it in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did, you know, fill me with some type of like, you know, gumption and like joy and just like, right. I felt like myself. And I was like, you know what? Like I had this whole plan for, an EP after the last single that I put out. Um, And I was just like, let's just scrap it. I was like, I think the best part about being an indie artist is that Mm -hmm. I still can. I still have full control over, you know, my project. So I was like, scrap it and let's go full in with Sunday because if I needed to hear this, then everyone else needs this song too. So that's pretty much why we decided to do that or I decided to, to put that out instead and it's really just like a woman empowerment like bad bitch song like if you woke up one morning and you forgot who you were like please put on Sunday Amen alright let's play it What's 
Fantastic. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you playing it. No, oh, I love it. I love it. It has a nice groove to it, and I agree. But somebody wants to thank feel you good. So much. If somebody wants to feel good, they need to play it. I love it. Yes, now, what what is you your so what is your creative process like? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? Writer's block? Um, I don't think I've ever had writer's block, to be honest. You are lucky. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I I have to be honest with that. I don't think I've ever had writer's block. I, I, as far as my process goes, I hear everything in my head first. So okay. I hear the melody. I know what I want to say lyric-wise, um, and I just have to get it out on paper or, like, into logic or on the piano or something. So okay. I'm very, like, backwards. Like, I'm not, like, this artist who's just at the piano and then, like, it just comes to me. Like, unfortunately, that is not my process. That's just not how I work. Like, I'm that person who has this whole idea in their head, and okay. I'm not no master piano player. Like, I'm not. So um, I can do what I can on my own, and then if I can get it to somebody who can almost, like, help me build right. on that, that's where the vision comes to life. Um and that's kind of like my favorite part about the process is really bringing what I hear in my head, you know, into the world. It's like the coolest thing for me. Um, but it's not always the most affordable. <laughs> 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 so um, I do do a lot of top lining because it right now, you know, it's just about building my audience and building right. my catalog. So if I have to, you know, use a beat that's already established or create over a song that I hear the melody to it's cool you know that like I can still make something amazing um is it 100% you know mine from the very beginning mm-hmm. no but you know that's not always going to be right you know the that's not always going to be the case so my like favorite process is being able to come up with something like very organically in my head um, that I hear and bringing it to life. But for the most part, top lining comes very natural. Like you give me a beat, I can write something. You give me anything, you're going to get a melody. Like that's just not hard for me. What inspires you to write besides your own personal experiences? You know what? I don't really write beyond that. So unless I'm, um, asked to write for somebody else, then I will ask, you know, what's your experience? What are we writing about? Why are we writing this? And what are you trying to say? Um, and then I'll kind of jump in and help them. But if it's me, it has uh-huh. to be inspired. Like it's, it's inspired from my experiences. And I don't think there's any other way just because right. if you are writing these lyrics that are supposed to be relatable and there's no passion and there's no feeling behind them, then they're just words. Right. So for me, I have to have that experience. I have to be writing from a place of knowing and experience. And that's just personally me because I want to, I want to feel what I'm singing and I want you to feel right. it too. Right. No, I get that completely. What do you prefer? Do you prefer performing 
in an intimate setting or like on a huge stage and why? Honestly, probably on a huge stage because mm. you don't know as many people. <laughs> right? That's true. I would rather get up there and like have hundreds, thousands of people who like that I can barely see because the lights are so bright and I just like do my right. thing. And then, you know, like be in this tiny little, um, I don't know, hole in the wall with like all eyes on me and all my closest friends and family just, you know beating down you know I right. <laughs> I, no, I, I do better I do better with the unknown but it's not that I don't appreciate those those performances but um I definitely do well with a spotlight and just kind of zoning out artist inspires you today if any today would have to be well if we're not talking about the past and what we would hear now on the top 40, it would have to be Adele. Mm, why Adele? I think because she kind of writes the same way. She mm. writes from that place of experience and passion yeah. and, you know, heartbreak. And um, and she does it in a way where it is so relatable. And she does it in a way where maybe we couldn't express it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever have those moments where you're like, I just need a song. Like, I need a song for how I'm feeling right now, you know? And so you go looking for it. And I feel like Adele never misses. Like, (laughs) you need, like, a song for, like, right? Like, what you're, like, feeling in the moment, like, go find an Adele song. And it's, like, on point. So I love how she just so beautifully and organically comes together with these emotions and helps us get through ours. It's just, it's awesome. It's funny, the year she beat out um, Beyonce at the Grammys, people were so upset. And I said, you all need to understand something. For me personally, while uh, Beyonce is a great entertainer, performer, and stuff like that, for me, she sings at you, not to you. And I said, Mm -hmm. Adele, like you were just explaining, she sings to you. She makes you feel like, you could be her best friend and mm-hmm. Beyonce do that for me. I think, you know, she's, she's out there, but she's not relatable. She's just not, you can't, you don't, you don't think, Oh, let me call you feel like calling up Beyonce because you want to talk about your issues, but you could call, you'd feel like calling Adele and say, listen, I just listened to hello. And this <laughs> and I was so thank you for all of that. No, but it's true. I agree with you. One hundred thousand percent i have been telling <laughs> for years now who from the past has inspired you so i grew up on a lot of elvis um, so and selena oh my god connie so francis you. patsy klein donna summer the bgs oh. michael jackson prince all of that was always playing in our house so um those like Motown, like all of that has been such an inspiration into what I bring today. Like, I think Adele even brought back the simplicity of standing on a stage and singing your heart right. out. Yeah. And um, Mariah Carey, like I love her more than most. I feel like everyone's like, why do you love her so much? And I'm like, because yeah. like she genuinely 
can stand up there and sing her heart out. She's put mm-hmm. in the work. She writes her own music. Like, there's so many reasons why I love her. And it's not, you know, like, they, they're like, oh, my God, she's such a diva and this and that. And I'm like, okay, you can say that. I'm like, right. well, why did she get that title? Because she, right. what, is a total boss in the industry? Mm-hmm. Like, she's Mariah Carey. Like, she can be a diva if she wants to. Because can you hit those notes? I can't. Me neither. So I, I, I just love, <laughs> I love her. And I love um, really just, like, any anyone from the 50s, 60s, 70s. That was just a huge huge era that inspires me today because I feel like that's that's really where the the classic um nostalgia kind of comes in when you're standing up there singing it takes you back so I try to incorporate that into my music whether it's like a certain beat or a certain instrument that was used or a certain little like ditty or melody or doo-wop um because when you Mm -hmm. do listen to Motown or you do listen to those um you know, artists from the day, back in the day, there's right. no reason why that's still our feel-good music go-to stuff. Um, and True. I think it was lost over the years, but I'm trying to bring it back. Now, what do you think about Bruno Mars? I would consider myself the female version. All right. Fantastic. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw him before he really popped off here in Houston with my cousins. I did. He came to Warehouse Live, and we were just, like, right in the front, like, like, put our hands out. We could, like, touch him when he was up there singing, and I was like, he's going to be huge. And then he, like, popped off, and I was like, yes. I could not believe we got to see him before just, like, the legend of Bruno happened. But he's amazing. I would love to collab with him. He is a great artist, that's for sure. And he, he you know, he 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 brought back a lot of the the old sounds, the older sounds. So, and people just yep. love it. He he did a great job at bringing it back. I mean, he did. He did. He's, he's talented for sure. That's for sure. Now I'm going to play flirting with my feelings. Tell me what that's about. What inspired you to write that? Yeah. <laughs> So, flirting with my feelings came about actually at my best friend's bachelorette party about a year ago. Um, I had sworn off all men at the time, Ooh. and uh, we went out for her bachelorette. We had like the most amazing time, and I remember uh, us going to this one club, and this guy had asked me to dance, and so we had ended up dancing in the club or whatever, and then the next morning I woke up to like a text right and I was like smiling at it like all giddy and I was like right. ew like I was like ew I like so I was so upset at myself and I was like uh-uh no I am not doing this I was like and what came out of my mouth was like uh-uh like no ain't nobody gonna be flirting with my feelings like literally it just came out of my mouth and I was like oh my god I was like that's a really good line then I just laid there in bed, you know, like completely hungover from our crazy night out yeah. and like wrote the song in five minutes. And I was like, all right, this is, we got to make this. Like, I knew we had to make this a song. So this is starting with my feelings. All right. Let me play it. <laughs> you 
to be that positive role model that I didn't have growing up in the industry. And if I could compare myself, like I can't really compare myself to anyone because I'm in my own lane. Um, And I think that's really hard in a label because sometimes they don't know what to do with you and they try to box you in and they try to use your, your culture against you and, and try to put you in that box, you know, and it's very hard and difficult to find your people to find the ones that know who you are as an artist and what to do with you. So I'm still looking for that and slowly building my team because that comes along the way. Like that, that's very difficult in itself to find people that you can trust and that believe in your dreams as much as you do and see the vision and, you know, understand your catalog and what you're trying to accomplish and your genre and what you can do, you know? So, um, I'm still on that journey of finding the right ones that are going to help catapult me. But right now I'm doing that for myself the best way that I can. Awesome sauce. Now, what are the three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Mm, Three things I wish I'd known before. Um, (laughs) You're going to, you're going to fail a lot. You're going to fail a lot, but it's not uh, it's not from a place of where you're going to go and pick up from a place of failure. You're, you're going to pick up from a place of experience now. So yeah. every time I failed, it wasn't like, oh, it was the end of the world. No, it was just a pivot. Let's pick yourself back up. And then what did you learn? And now you're you're starting over from a place with knowledge. That's how I look at it. But okay. if you told me that, like, you know, God, years, years, years ago, I would be like, man, I should prepare myself a little more. <laughs> yeah. um, what else? Just to have, like, tunnel vision, mm. I think, is what I've learned over the last few years, is that you really do have to have tunnel vision. Um, and you have to have super thick skin. And truly not, like, allow your happiness to be reliant on what you see, like, in the 3D. Because your environment, most of the time, is not going to look like where you know in your heart you're going. So you have got to keep that tunnel vision and not let outside, um, you know, negativity or outside, Mm -hmm. even even just, like, comparison of where people are in their journey as far as a musician. You might see them you know, progressing at a different um, level or or putting out more music than you. And it's like you have to just literally put blinders on and realize that, like, you're running your own race and keep that tunnel vision, which I wish I would have known, you know, six years ago. But I'm proud to say that I've had it the last few years at least. And anything else, I guess I would have to say – um, just you, you can't really trust anyone, which is sad, but it's true. It is true. You have to be very, very careful who you trust, um, which I had always heard, you know, but then until you have your own experiences, you, you really have to just kind of, um, realistically reevaluate who's in your circle and, um, you know, I'm like very empathetic, so I can feel intentions, and mm-hmm. you just you have to trust your intuition every single time. It's never steered me wrong, so 
if you don't trust it, like just trust it the first time because it's it's gonna lead you like that's that's God trying to tell you something, you know. So don't want to force anything. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. Um, but yeah, you have to be cautious as you tread because in the music industry, everyone's kind of you know out for themselves, which is unfortunate. But it's just the reality. So you got to take care of yourself first. I agree. Um, one of the things is that I find, and I always say this, is that it seems as though the music scammers can sniff out new people, new artists, because it, it's, it's just amazing how many people will contact new artists. Oh, I can make you a star. You have to pay me $5,000 or, mm-hmm. or more than that um, to get you where you want to be. So I always tell people to do their due diligence. You need to research anybody that contacts you. You need to contact anybody that's worked with those people as well to see where those yep. people um, came from, you know, and that's how yep. you learn. Because if anybody's mm-hmm. telling you to pay them, it's like, nope, no, 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 no. Don't give yep. money. Don't do it. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. And yeah. That was a lot of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's, it's very sad that that's even like, a thing but it is and I still yeah. get people hit me up like that and I'm like well maybe like you know 15 years ago <laughs> right? but I've been in this industry for like so long I just I'm like what's the catch you know I'm, I, I yeah. always tell people if somebody contacts me I just want to know how much how much you're going to charge how right. much you're going to charge I know there's there's a bottom line there's some kind of fee there's something that you're not you're giving me all this sweet stuff in the beginning and then but you're not get I just listen let's let's put the garbage to the side and just tell me what you want I hate when people contact me and they give me all this sweet nonsense and then next thing you know well but it'll cost ten thousand dollars and I'm like well bye yeah for sure like no nothing in life is free and I understand that but like, you know, building your network and building your connections is, that's free. Like, that's on you. So that's right. if you can take the time, and it might take a little longer, and it's a lot harder, but I think it's it's worth it. Um, just because you got to be a little bit more careful and a little more cautious, and right. you got to know your worth, too. Like, do right. not forget just you as a person and what you bring to the table, like, just because maybe you're overlooked in this season doesn't mean that's always going to be the case. Like you just got to keep going and moving forward. That's exactly right. And how do you manage one of the craziest things for independent artists is to be able to manage everything themselves. So how do you manage being on all these different social media platforms? Because it's not like it was back in the day, back in the day you could go into radio stations, say, can you play my record? They might play it. Now you have to be on all these platforms. You have to say this, that, and the other. So how do you manage all of that? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had, like, a whole team of people that I said Mm -hmm. did that, but it's just me, you know, and delegating the time to do it. Um, Anyone who, like, before Sunday came out, like, there's nobody sending DJ packs. Like, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm the one doing that. Like, I'm seeking out DJs on Instagram and getting their contact and sending the DJ pass because I would rather a hundred DJs have my song and them happen to play it because they right. 
they love it rather than, you know, me depending on somebody else to do it. Like if I've learned anything is that like, I don't wait around, like I don't wait for somebody. And if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So I just try to make time for like this to me, this is my passion. This is my job. This I do not want to do anything else. So I try to stay as connected as possible, come up with a game plan and I'm not successful on all platforms. Like that's a lie. Like when you're doing it yourself, you're doing the best that you can. So I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. And I think you can only go up from, from there. So I just try to um, like seek out those that I know could potentially help me in the long haul. So like DJs are your best friend. Like they could potentially spin it to a bigger crowd. So I just try to, you know, build connections with um, anyone I can as far as like social media wise. And, you know, I make my own merch. So that's something that um, I don't wait around for either. I do all of my own marketing. Um, You just have to want to do it. Like you just can't wait for anyone else to do it and you have to make the time for it. Um, at least that's that's what I do. Amen. I'm right there with you. I do everything myself, so I completely understand. Uh, mm-hmm. what, one last question. Uh, what bit of advice would you give to somebody, one advice, uh, to somebody trying to get into the music industry? Um, I would say, first off, go for it. And do not give up. And there's no right or wrong way to do it there's no you know um road map for you know jumping into the industry it's it's got to be like a passion first of all like you got to know that you're going to do this whether it happens in two weeks it happens in two years it happens in 12 like you got to be in it for the long haul so i think maybe have that conversation with yourself first and be confident enough to just just go for it because if you you got it this is you got one life and you have one opportunity so i just say live it to the fullest do what you want to do and if it starts you know with a demo or it starts with seeking someone else to help you create that first song that you have in your head like just get it out get it out let's get going like don't wait yeah Amen to that. I agree with you 100%. Um, well, Marissa, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate it. Um, I enjoyed your music. Uh, you have a beautiful voice, and I wish you all the luck. I know you're going to be. You are already successful, but you're going to be even more successful out here in this crazy world of music. Oh, thank you so much, Nat. I really appreciate the time, and this has been lovely. Thank you for playing my songs, and yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. Now, everybody, that was singer-songwriter and pop artist Marissa Hernandez on Chatting with Nat. You can find her at www.marissalynhernandez.com. That's her website. Instagram is Marissa Lynn Hernandez. YouTube is Marissa Lynn Hernandez, and TikTok is Marissa Lynn Hernandez with the question mark. Ah, she's also on Spotify. You can stream her. But the best part about it is you can also buy music. Yes, that's a thing. That's still a thing. You know, we're do- trying to do this as a living. Uh, a little helps. A little helps. A little helps goes far with uh, buying the music. You can stream it too, but you're gonna have to stream stream it a million times for us to make any money on that. 
again, please go check her out. This is Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean, chatting with Nat. Until next time. Thank you, Marissa. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.